Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Chris, who is here to speak with us about living life as an awareness practice retreat. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's funny because when I was looking at where we might start, I realized, well, let's see, by definition, if truly everything is going to be a retreat, (laughs) then you could start anywhere, right? Right. And, (laughs) you know, what dropped in was my process around even receiving the invitation to be here. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Say more. So it was such a gift because, you know, it was going to be a day. I could, you know, ego was kind of gearing me up (laughs) for the next day uh, about, you know, it's going to be a hard day and just have to get through it and be relieved when it's over. Uh, and that's the only way to experience it. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> which is, that's that's you your know, only choice. It's going to be a terrible day. You're going to have to survive it. Just got it out. Get through it. Yeah. Right. And then seeing, you know, the invitation of, and even just mm-hmm. the words, everything in life as an awareness retreat, it was like, yeah. ah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> That's so great. So just that, just the invitation to come and speak about it was a reminder to you of, right, it's all a retreat. Yes, and it was such a gift because it gave me then a new way of paying attention uh, on this day as I prepare. Mm, wow. Say more about that. How did you, how were you able to kind of pay more attention than you might have been able to otherwise? Well, it was a perfect kind of, uh, you know, how, how we do anything is how we do everything. So I walk into the day and I have my notepad, you know, metaphorically and literally, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. all right, my goal is to wake up and end suffering. That's my one goal. Uh, if I can be snagged, I really want to see that. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Yes. It makes it so clear, the clarity of intention, right? So the one goal is to wake up and end suffering. And so if you can get snagged, you want to see that, which is so different than going into your day like, okay, I'm not going to get snagged. I won't get snagged. I'm going to make sure I'm not going <laughs> to, Right. If I can get snagged, I want to see that. Gosh, and it's so simple. I mean, it's so clear. It's just, I'm on the path. I'm waiting. When, when am I going to get snagged? Like, I'm paying attention. <laughs> When's the pothole going to open up and snag me? I, want to, I really want to see when that happens. Yeah. Well, that's, that's so good. Because it is. It is going to snag me. And so... That's good. That's fine. That's just how that works. You know, it's kind of a, I don't have to take it personally. And so you're just there, just waiting, knowing, okay, so that's going to happen. And you really want to be there for it to see how that happens. Yes. And, and I'm actually okay if that's all I ever do. Mm-hmm. That's big. 
Mm-hmm. You're okay if that's all you ever do. Right. So if, if I just help, you know, help life here and assist and steward and just do my part and show up as much as I can and that many fewer potholes snags us by the end, then I, I will be, that's a wonderful life. Yeah. Oh gosh, that is so true, isn't it? That all those conditions, kind of ideas of, you know, what makes a worthwhile life and, you know, making our mark kinds of things and that sort of thing, really getting it, that that's enough. That's amazing. If you just pay attention, you're just here, and there are that many fewer potholes for the next, what you know, whoever comes along to fall into, mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's a worthy endeavor. That's a, a life well lived. Oh, exactly. And that to me is where, you know, I've, as, as I've noticed, kind of paying attention throughout the day, okay, I'm here, ready if I get snagged. <laughs> if so, I'll be here for it. Uh, also noticing gratitude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That gratitude follows that process uh, with that real commitment to be there for all of it that you really notice that gratitude comes up with us? Oh, gosh, yes, because, you know, and here's a little tiny example from today. So this is tiny, tiny pothole, but I noticed kind of low-level background suffering. So I, I sat down at my computer, and it was kind of the what ego would call kind of the slump in the afternoon, and just kind of low-level background, just kind of discontent uh, from ego. And normally that would just be something to kind of grit my teeth through and kind of go, oh, can't wait till this part's over. And mm-hmm. But then it was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm looking for potholes. I want to see where I get snagged. This counts as that too. Aha. Uh-huh. So you could really see that what would normally in terms that low-grade suffering that you're supposed to just gut through, you realize, oh, that's an example of where I get snagged too. And so, Chris, it yeah. sounds like instead of going to that just surviving, gutting it out, you switch, basically directed attention to being here. Right. And a moment that ego would just say is, useless, just got to get through it, it's the low point in the day, suddenly it becomes practice. This is my retreat. Here I am. Oh, yeah. So perfect. So perfect. So instead of it being a low point in your day, it becomes part of your retreat. It becomes, so, you know, it's that place that Sherry talks about. There are no mistakes, right? And it really points at how there's nothing wrong. Right? So there's nothing wrong with feeling this way. There's nothing wrong that this is happening. This is part of the retreat. And that completely changes the relationship with it, doesn't it? Yes. And that, I mean, that to me is the most fascinating part, is that something that would be so little as a little slump that might not even come up on the radar as suffering can be, yep. if I'm paying attention, I'm on retreat. Every moment I'm on retreat, uh, then I'm I'm here for that, and I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It is amazing, isn't it? Yep. It might not have even blipped on the radar as suffering. Yeah, because that's what's supposed to happen. Is it, we're just in that low-grade maintenance, right? Ego is just kind of pushing us along, pushing it. Not, it's not terrible. It's not, you know, oh, it's just the afternoon swamp. But when you realize, wait, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for those potholes. Then you're back here and you're back in your awareness retreat. You're back. Essentially, you get your life back, right? We often talk about, Ego is an energy management system. So it goes from ego having your energy and attention to when you use it as a retreat, you now have the life, the life force back. It's your life. You have the energy back. Yes, and, and that's something, you know, just with gratitude, uh, the, a phrase I've been working with as I'm on retreat is, uh, thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> that always I mean even even if I'm in the thick of it and I don't believe it I just say it oh gosh yeah thank you for everything I have no complaints whatsoever <laughs> because that's a big place because it includes I project what you're pointing at is it includes everything that's going on right now so it includes this quote energy slump that's happening in my afternoon or it includes this, you know, oh, this big day that's happening and I'm just going to have to survive it. And that thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. It's such a redirect of attention. Gratitude for all yes. of it. It's all part of the retreat. It's all the retreat. I want to see everything. So I'm, I'm grateful yeah. to see it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to see everything. You're grateful to see at all. Yeah. It's such an extraordinary way to live. You know, it is. And every time I let that phrase drop in of thank you for everything, I have no complaints whatsoever, there's, I always can laugh. <laughs> it's always, it's always yeah. a relief. Yeah, that's, yes, yes. Well, because sometimes I notice that in the, the, the really hard times, right, the times where, you know, oh, there's something going on, if you have that awareness, if the awareness is expanded enough for you to remember that phrase, I would project that laughter comes from the relief of, wow, it doesn't have the upper hand. Even in this thing right now where I'm supposed to suffer and feel however I'm supposed to feel and whatever way I'm supposed to feel it, to be able to have that drop in, I'm grateful for all of it. I have no complaints whatsoever. There is that release of energy. There's that, that delight of the presence of, yeah, this too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. So thank you for, you know, I got to work with that today and it was such a such a gift to get to work with it today yeah yeah yep. well and thank you for bringing the gift to us chris and talking about it this afternoon it's really fun to hear your experience with it wonderful well gosho and happy practicing <laughs> <laughs> to you too gosho go happy chris go happy And Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Chris. 
Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi there. What an, what an absolutely amazing conversation. Yes, yes. Delightful. Delightful. Yeah. And I have no complaints whatsoever. Me neither, Michael. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a joy to live here now. And with that attitude that Chris was just pointing to, which is, I'm here for this life, aware and ready to see everything that is being offered, everything, gratefully. Yes, it's hard to get something wrong going when I'm just grateful for everything (laughs) that appears. (laughs) Kind of cuts the legs out from under it. Yes. Yes, well, and I so appreciated what Chris was saying, right? It's what we've been looking at over and over again on the year long. That, that practice has a trajectory. When we come at first, it's, it's, it's either that all the lights turn on and then, you know, we hit the, we hit the real, uh, the plateaus that we have to work with, or it, there's a trajectory of we, we don't know what we're looking for. We get a glimpse, we get into a practice, and then uh, it's, it, it feels like ego has the upper hand, but we keep showing up and showing up and showing up, and suddenly our context is transformed. I'm here now more often than I'm not. It drops in that I'm on retreat for every moment of my life. It, I feel gratitude more often than I feel like a failure or feel bad. And it's just, it's just the most magical process ever. Mm, yes. What you're saying uh, reminds me that rather than, uh, let's see, how do we phrase it? I bring my life into practice rather than trying to fit practice into some small piece of my life somewhere. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where every moment is practice. We're all, yeah, we're all we're benefiting in so many ways when we do that. Yes, yes. And I have some announcements here. Oh, wonderful. Becoming aware of our projections can give us a wealth of information about the programming that controls all of us. Beginning August 8th, Sherry and Ashwini will guide a new email class, The Power of Projection, that will include four virtual workshops. Yes, Michael, I would encourage people to read the format because it's going to be fun. It's a combination of what we did with the year-long email class, right? Everybody gets to gets an assignment, everybody gets to respond, all of the responses will be read, Uh, a particular next assignment will come out of that, and this time around, at the end of every week of the four-week session, we'll have a a chance to actually live process everything everyone's seen. So it'll be, it's a, let's see, I hope this is an even more fabulous format than (laughs) the last go-around in this Yes, it, it is great to be in a practice where everything just gets more and more fabulous <laughs> as we go well, along. Well, to go back to something like projection, right? Because it, yes. is, so, it is such a, a fundamental process in practice, and we could spend years just doing workshops on projection. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it is the the fundamentals are just uh, fabulous. You know, it's a practice of beginner's mind, so we're always mm-hmm. going back to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
And for those who want to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature, our powerful recording and listening training course starts August 12th. This engaging five-week course includes recording and listening exercises with time in class for processing your experience. Bring conscious, compassionate awareness to your Saturday tasks or any project you choose at our at-home working meditation retreat on August 28th. Projects are a lot more enjoyable when we do them with Sangha. So join us for a day of fun and awareness. And for these and all practice offerings, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, you can press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation of about five minutes in length on one topic would be great. Okay, I think we're ready here, Ashwini. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? This is Laura from San Diego. Hey, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey, question. I'm actually in somewhat of a public place, even though I'm in a private place. Is the noise okay? Does the sound okay? Is it too loud? Yes. Okay. 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 So I... I am uh, practicing all day today. I've been practicing with um, uh, watching how there is, there's nothing wrong. Actually, today is a day of celebration, and I planned the whole day to celebrate, and I've just been watching how it's, it's the awareness is there, um, and I've just been really struggling with being able to feel the sensation, basically, of everything that you and uh, Chris and Jen were, you know, talking about, like, I wasn't having the joyful experience, and yet I know that that's, that that's not, see, I don't even know how to put it into words. I've just, I've just been watching how I know it's all conditioning, I know I'm identified, and there's little moments of joy throughout the day, and I'm just watching how I'm just not being able to experience the sensations or the full experience of joy, you know, moment to moment. Mm-hmm. So it's a day of celebration. It's completely planned to be that way. Uh-huh. And you have that. So, so it's already a setup, right, Laura? That's what you're seeing. So the setup is that it, if this is a day of celebration, it needs to feel a certain way. And mm. you're aware that you're not feeling that way and watching that process of being in conditioned mind or, or having that experience of not this, this is not sensations of joy. But right. Yes. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I can Go feel. The, I can feel that. So, if I'm not in a story, right, um, of that something that's projecting me to the future, then I can, or um, a story about how something should be. Like the joy was there, the lightheartedness was there, the laughter was there, the connection was there, and it was just so easy. Um, it was, it was. Uh, I think there, yeah, there's an attachment to it staying, like that. I need to be able uh, to maintain that through the whole day. Yeah, 
So it feels like, so the most important and salient point that you're making, uh, Laura, which we're not allowed to ever see is the absence of conditioned mind, the absence of attention on conditioned mind is joy. Joy is mm. not a feeling, like love is not a feeling. Mm. But con- from a conditioned lens, that is what conditioning says. So when you feel loving, it, it feels a certain way. When you feel mm. joy, it feels a certain way. Well, if it's not that feeling like that, then it's not that. Right. And we, we fall for it, which is why we know that we're falling for it. Because I am in conditioned mind, but the way I get out of conditioned mind is to drop out of conditioned mind. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So what you're noticing is I'm here uh, uh, present with the lightheartedness or whatever, and if attention flickers to am I feeling joy, the Mm. answer from conditioned mind is not really or not. This is not what joy feels like. Because there's a way in which I'm so programmed to associate my feeling of joy with a sensation rather than yes. the absence of conditioned mind, that the absence of conditioned mind, you have to train to receive what the experience of the absence of conditioned mind is. Yes. Because yeah. in that place of not feeling those sensations, the attention goes to the only reference it knows to determine whether this is the appropriate experience or not, or not and it's the mind. And so... I, I'm here, and suddenly that feeling of being here may be unfamiliar. So instead of staying here and getting familiar with it, the attention quickly flickers up to go, well, I, what is this that I'm feeling? Is this joy? No, it's not mm. joy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it feels very conditional. And, and, and the, the really cool experience of today is I, I was watching, like there was a sense of that I ha- there was freedom and spaciousness to not believe it, and there's such a mag like there's a pull to want to like go to feel in condition mind ego. There's this pull to go to oh there's something sad here, and there was a an awareness of well that's actually not true, right? So, um, but I feel like yeah. I could get glimpses of it and then freedom, and then I could breathe and I could look around and find a hummingbird or and to just kind of bring me back to the moment. And then there it was again, trying to pull me into something, right? And yeah. so it feels really important. It feels really um, important. Feels like the the good the best word for it. Like important to really be with this and watch it and see um, how conditioned mind can use you know, words like bliss and joy and everything that you were just talking about, but define it. And ego, you, uh, you and uh, Cher were talking about it on one of the morning calls. Like it, it, it hijacks what the experience of joy is. That's right. Exactly. It is. I think you're saying what Chris was pointing to, that the retreat, I'm here to see it all. I'm not here to have a, an experience of uh, ecstatic bliss in every moment. Although that's possible and very desirable, right? It's what mm. I want. It's what's possible. Mm. But it, but but not defined as the conditional, as you point as you point out. So it's really mm. important to get 
how uh, how a an entire day of celebration planned with everything that is supposed to give me joy doesn't if conditioning is still consulted to get that is so important because unless it's my experience that hardwiring that joy is conditional on feeling a certain way or doing something doesn't yes. get removed and that's the importance of the day right a total yeah. day of celebration completely planned to be joyful uh-huh. is not because conditioning can hijack that day by labeling joy by defining joy by hijacking joy and the glimpses right. of joy that you're getting is also glimpses of the process that assists you to be joyful which is to attend to what is joyful rather than attend to what defines joy as not joyful yeah yeah and and, and really so the thing my, you said about the hummingbird Laura is yeah. so to me that the the quote that comes to mind is in Eknath Ishwar when somebody complains of boredom his thing was pay more attention <laughs> uh-huh. the antidote to boredom is more attention because as soon as my attention zeroes in yeah. on that hummingbird it's the, what what gets eliminated from the focus of attention is the conversation you would if everything in you is focused on a hummingbird of course you're joyful because what the corollary to that is it's not focused on conditioned mind right right yes yeah So uh, yeah so just to, uh, in, in it, when I was listening to Chris talk conditioning wants to take the lens of right like I'm not having that experience and so I was really in, being intentional around like so actually yes I am like if I'm here and present and and you know and I'm listening to the experience Chris is describing in his life like I I am that and I and I and I am committed to that as well that's that's what draws me here to practice every single day even when i drift off and you know get get identified yes precisely so in other yeah. words moment by moment you're redirecting the attention from conditioned mind as you're having you're watching right the way conditioning wants to hijack it nope i'm not going there i'm here nope i'm not right. going there i'm going to be here and that feeling of oscillation between conditioned mind and here is labeled by conditioning as not joyful right so we get to the place that you're pointing to and Chris is pointing to uh i i that becomes a pleasure because at least it's not within conditioning all the time it's an oscillation mm. between here and conditioned mind until that oscillation becomes wide enough that i'm here more often than i'm in conditioned mind and then eventually i'm here and then the interrupted conditioned mind right but i have right. to get i when i fall in love with the process of watching how this joy that i am is taken away from me then the process of watching is also joyful can be redefined rather than labeling being labeled by can joy is only when you're ecstatically happy right right yes yeah so i'm here in joy and just being and being with what is which is um i'm you know watching and seeing what i can you know Yeah it's, it's the image the dropping thing for me around that uh by Laura it's an old it's an old fashioned image sort of dates my uh dates me in it's in some way about Baskin Robbins and 32 flavors right <laughs> you don't get to just have one flavor of joy 
You get uh-huh. to have every flavor of joy, including the joy of watching the oscillation of attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and conditioning would say joy is only this flavor. Right. Right. You know, and I'm really, that, that is something that's really important about, I don't quote those flavors that, quote, ego doesn't like. Like, I'm, I want to be with all of them. Yes. Yes. Well, yes, because yeah. uh, that, what, that which is you is all of them. Why would you want to know that you only have, uh, you, 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 you want to know only your toes? Why right. would you want to know every part of your body, <laughs> right? Because it's yeah. all part of you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Happy, happy joyful celebration of watching the oscillation. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Laura. And Ashwini, I find that especially fascinating how conditioning co-ops, you know, the feelings. Well, you don't feel joyful. And, you know, as you and Sherry often talk about, it's, you know, the conditioning is so vague. It's so slippery. I mean, what what even does that mean to, you know, feel mm-hmm. joyful? So, yeah. Yeah. It just means I know what conditioned mind uh, lives <laughs> right. in joy. That's about uh, it. I don't know uh, joy, really. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Kim calling from Vashon. I'm very happy to be here. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. So, Ashwini, I have been listening to a conversation that you and I had at the end of May about being terrified about medical appointments because uh-huh. because I was supposed to have one today. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. um, and I I remember at the end, well, I hear at the end of that conversation there was, well, maybe I'll get another opportunity to practice. And I'm thinking like, oh, gosh, yes. Here it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, um, and so I felt really uh, it was it was going to be to go in and have an MRI, which is you know I've done before, but it's also kind of a it's a process. And so I had geared myself up with listening to our conversation like five times and taking notes and making recordings, and then. <laughs> Life came in with another medical <laughs> situation that was even more seeming uh, urgent, which was that uh, I got notified last night that I had been um, in contact with someone with COVID, active COVID. And so it was really like such a workshop. Talk about life mm-hmm. as a workshop, right? Yes. My God, yes. Uh, <laughs> so conditioning had a, a little bit of a field day before I got my feet under myself and and I noticed um, kind of the abandonment of uh, authenticity immediately with uh, and it gets replaced with well I have to go in and have this MRI I'm ready for it you know I'm all geared up I'm psyched up it's like you know 
I imagine how the Olympic people felt last year when they were, you know, to a to a much lesser degree. But you're, you're psyched up for it. I was psyched mm-hmm. up, and now I don't have that opportunity because life is unfolding. And mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was, there was a small little Napoleon part of me that was like, I'm going in anyway. I'm just going to go in. I won't tell them, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it's like, no. You know, uh, uh, finally, the authentic person came in and, and rationally, you know, it was like, no, that's not the right thing to do. You know, that's the small, that's the small person thing to do. And that's the egoic thing to do. And it's, and so, yeah. So I'm reeling a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, the thing that dropped in for me, right, Kim, is this is why we practice with process, not content, right? It's not that Mm -hmm. you're psyching yourself up to be with an MRI. Every Mm -hmm. moment of your training is to be with the moment, whatever the content is. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that so you can watch how the takeover happens, right? Here you are yes. practicing your heart out to be as present as you possibly can in a particular circumstance. Mm-hmm. Then as you said, life unfolds and says, You know what, Kim, great training, but you're gonna have to make this shot. <laughs> right. right. You have to let go the fact that you're training for X and just go to training to be here yes. with this circumstance, right? I mean, life does that to us <laughs> with great regularity and this indulgent love. We have to look at it that way. Otherwise, we, you know, slit our wrists, right? Yeah. And so yeah. There's, a, there's a way in which it's so perfect because here is the sincerity of a practitioner training up to for, for a particular circumstance. And life says, you're well-trained, Kim. Now take this one to practice with. Yeah. You watch. <laughs> you watch, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That Napoleon is there and wants to go into the MRI and put everybody else in danger. And there's fear mm-hmm. around the fact that you've got this diagnosis. All of it. And yeah. then the practitioner steps in and says, okay, if this is – we have to um, – whatever happens, right, that authentic, authenticity – is never lost. Mm-hmm. It reasserts because mm-hmm. that's what we're training for. So here it is. Nope, not going to do all those identified things. Watch all of it happen. Watch it all take place. And then what? wait enough that what arises is here's what's most compassionate for all. Here's how I can be in integri- integrity with what I'm always training for, which is to be with the moment as authentically as I can be without ego. Yes, exactly. And there came a huge kind of sense of, again, this wisdom of no escape in a sense, this relaxation of, well, I was going to spend all day getting to the hospital to have the MRI, blah, blah, blah. Now I have a bonus day to go for a walk to relax, to stay away from people, to go get tested, to, you know. And so actually, you know, the practice is, I see the practice paying off. It's kind of the next level from our conversation in May. And yeah. I, I'm just so happy to, to get to this level, I guess. This is the next best opportunity. 
for for waking up. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely, yes, absolutely, because it, it's the progression, right? Which it is, is. I'm terrified of this circumstance, and so I use that specific content to face my fear mm-hmm. of the circumstance. And then life says, no, 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 Kim, it's not the circumstance that you have to face, but your fear itself. Yes. And, now, yes. and, and there's that ability to go, great. Because all of that, um, the benefit of not having to go to the hospital and get into that excruciating machine and face <laughs> the fear and all of that, it, it's the acceptance of what life threw you, right? The pivoting, the grace with which we catch the, the unexpected ball that's thrown our way to mix all of our metaphors and be with that exactly as soon as I I say yes to that then I can be grateful and then enjoy my walk and all of that it's that it's what we're we're being trained to is be present for whatever it is that's coming my way exactly and it's it's so like what started going on with conditioning, of course, was like, well, there's a reason that this happened. You know, there's a content reason. But what I hear you saying is there's a process reason. There's a process learning and there's a process, you know, uh, evolution. Yeah. Yeah, and it's often not something that, I mean, we could make meaning out of anything, yeah. <laughs> might as well, uh, and, and conditioned mind attempts to do that, right? Like you, there must be something wrong with you or uh, in order for this training process that you spend so much time investing in to be a total payoff, you have to go to the appointment and yes. hide the fact that you might be a carrier, right? It's like yes. so far away from what, being, what you're actually practicing that until you say it out loud, you go, wow, I would never do that. Yeah. Nothing yeah. in me would ever do that. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. And now, I mean, in three weeks, of course, I couldn't get in. I have to still do the MRI, but it's going to be three <laughs> more weeks. And so yeah. that'll be the next level of practice. But yes. at this and, point, and, you know, <laughs> it goes on and on. It's it goes on and on because what we are, we're always being guided to is meeting life on life's terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were never promised an orderly universe going the way it's supposed, we think it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And therefore, what we're always given an opportunity to encounter is how the universe is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... And it's, there's nothing wrong. That's the other thing that came in. It's just like, this is life unfolding, Napoleon. Just let it go because you are not well, in charge. Take this hill first. That's right. Take, I want you to take this hill because that's the, I mean, that's every, uh, every art of war, every Zen, whatever. It's this moment. Mm-hmm. Am I ready for this moment? Not the moment that I thought I was getting ready for. Like the battle, it's like studying for an exam and, and hitting all the questions that are likely to be, uh, be given to you and then finding out that the, there's a question there that you weren't prepared for. But the point mm-hmm. was to learn the subject, not ace the, ace the test, and therefore mm-hmm. be only confined to learning those seven questions that are expected to show up. Exactly. I, I guess it just keeps taking, I mean, what I see, of course, that life is, 
is a workshop. I love that. I love that whole conversation. And what I see is that there's, I get this category often, and I guess that's the karma. I get this medical mm-hmm. category because it's hopefully wearing away. Yes, and, and, and Napoleon gets to take the MRI here three weeks from now. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's not that you've wasted a moment of training. No. It's just that no. perhaps this detour, this hill that you had to uh, conquer, is going to be helpful in a way that you don't know will be helpful when you go to that MRI process. We right. never know why it's so... But, it's, but that, there's a way in which we could rest in it's always a gift. Yes. Perhaps not in the moment, but in <laughs> retrospect. And yeah. not in that meaning-making way, but I live mm-hmm. in that, oh, this is perfect. Yes. For me. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so grateful that we got to do this conversation uh, on the tail mm-hmm. of this. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, Kim. Gosh, Thanks for joining us, Kim and Ashwini. That was another brilliant conversation. And um, I just love that, practicing all the time. And I expect (laughs) one thing to happen and something else happens. And yet I've been practicing in process. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I have the ability to adapt. It's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. I I, I mean, with, with consistent practice, Right, Michael? I mean, that's where the world turns from hostile to friendly. And we develop a mm. sense of humor. Yes. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yes, I can tell. I can tell by whether my sense of humor is present or absent. I can <laughs> see the success of my practice. <laughs> yeah, it's that lovely Hafiz poem, right, that the... That, the, that you, you think you have a thousand moves, but this, the, the difference between you and the sage is that uh, it's, it's the joy of surrendering to that to the, life has more moves than I can possibly make. Mm. Right? I'm never going to be able to out-checkmate life. And so I just mm. have to laugh Yes, yes. at the brilliance yes. of life's moves because, wow, I got checkmated again and again mm-hmm. and again. So why even bother bother in playing the game except for the fun of it? Yes. Yes, totally, totally. All right, Ashwini, we are going to break to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. What if you live with your soul as your pilot? What skies would you fly? How wide would you great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart, and one of those is by celebrating the people you love. Our one-of-a-kind customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days into an extraordinary life. 
Welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Uh, Judy from San Francisco. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hello. What I'm seeing lately about the noticing joy assignment last week was a story that I don't know what joy is. Mm. Glad you identified it as a story, Judy. Yes. Yeah, there was something coming. You know, yeah, when it when you know when you hear the word you, right? That's a clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Judy, I you are a little bit faint for me. Would it be possible to get closer to your microphone by any chance? Yes. Yes. Let me try something. Okay. Hopefully that's a little bit better. Yes, that's much better. Okay. So noticing a story that you don't know joy and not believing it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just noticing that. Noticing the next thing and the next thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not having a a judgment or having to fix it or, you know, unpack that and go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So noticing that you're noticing the story and then noticing the next thing about judgment or fixing it or unpacking it, watching how the noticing keeps getting hijacked into the conditioned process. Mm. Mm. Is that what you're saying? It's more like, well, you know, Hmm. No, that wasn't what I was saying, but that's an interesting um Okay, so tell me what you were saying so I could reflect it more accurately. I was saying what I wanted to express was so I noticed the story about not noting not knowing joy and then noticing the next story. Aha. Yeah. And then the next story about, okay, maybe we should try to fix that. Uh, this is a problem. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so noticing all of the various, we, we could say this was a process map, right? Every, every thing mm-hmm. that comes after it in the process. So, okay, you don't know what joy, is, what joy is. Well, should we, what we do in order to do something about that? Or there's something wrong with you that you don't know. And, and you watch, watch mm-hmm. that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did did you notice joy? Um, no. Uh-huh. No. Because that's there, an interesting. That's interesting, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That I didn't notice joy. Well, no, just that the 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 just. That was just, not that you did not notice joy, but that was the question. That was the assignment, uh-huh. which is ah. to notice joy. Hmm. 
No, I did not notice, Joy. Mm. Mm. Well, that's an interesting place to look, right, Judy? Because mm. if mm. you're noticing conditioning, did I lose you, Judy? Hello? Nope, I'm here. Yep, I heard you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. So, so there's a way by which uh, you're noticing, and and is there joy in noticing? Oh. Because if you're looking for joy, that's the experience you're going to have. Hmm. So if I'm looking for joy, that's the experience I'm going to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and when when I say it's, it's interesting, I'm just saying that from the awareness practitioner process sense, right? So yeah. the assignment is to notice joy. Here's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing a story that there is no joy or I don't know how joy is. And then I'm noticing the next story. And so as I process that, uh, it, there's a reflection to, and did you notice joy? And so then, then, then you want to start looking for the joy. Mm, okay. Okay. Got it. Huh. I didn't get to that next phase of the assignment. Got it. <laughs> so that's the key, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, and, and, and it's not, it's not a, I'm noticing, like we were talking with Laura about the joy is something that is, you could notice that conditioning has a definition of joy and maybe you're not noticing that. Because the assignment is an inquiry. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm noticing joy. Well, what is that? What's my experience of that? How does that, what does that, what does that even mean, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm finding red. Uh-huh. <laughs> some, some, yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it's not like looking for red. That's it. Yeah, okay. because that's very, it's like I'm looking for an object with the color red. Mm-hmm, it's a very mm-hmm. different kind of looking that's being elicited by this assignment, which is, it's a, a very much an awareness inquiry. Mm. Okay, I think I need more help around that, looking. I, I think that... Uh, or... You, well, you certainly are, are, now you have an expanded awareness of the assignment. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I shall continue. Let us know how, how, how okay. you do, what your experience is of noticing joy. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Judy. And yes, Ashwini, it's just so fascinating to have these assignments and have so many ways to explore them. It seems like it's a never-ending process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why we do it collectively, because there's a way in which everybody's experience informs and expands the way we see. Yes, 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 exactly. I'm reminded of uh, what you say about uh, 
multiple nodes of intelligence, all of us mm -hmm. <laughs> being required for our awakening. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes. We're never alone, always being assisted. Yes, yes. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Amazing. Uh, this is Justin, and I'm practicing. Hi, Hi Justin. Hi, Justin. Yeah, and I just want to pick up on that thread. Um, yeah, these assignments that we've been having over these last couple of weeks have just been um, just outstanding for me. Um, and the way... Just had the way they are uh, laid out. So, <clears throat> um, it, like the previous callers, I had very, very similar experiences. Um, so, notice joy, and this was a complete redefinition of what joy is. And so, you know, if I go up to conditioning and ask conditioning, did I just experience joy? You know, we know what the answer is going to be. So just redefining all of that, it's just rewiring, um, which has just been so amazing. Um, so then this week's assignment, which was notice the small, still voice. Um, for me, this has been um, so, so amazing to uh, practice with. So for me, it's almost like I saw a documentary on a bunch of scientists studying black holes. And mm -hmm. you will, the amount of information we have about black holes is amazing. But you'll never actually see it. I mean, technically, you can't see a black hole, but you can define exactly where it is. Um, and effectively, you can see it, but you can't see it, you know, from a, looking for light kind of and this is exactly the same Th this week's assignment for me i've got all of the clues of this still small voice um so i just know when i'm doing something that i've heard the still small voice but i haven't actually heard it and i'm not sure if it's because i'm going to conditioning to ask if i've seen it but all i know is when I start the counting again, or uh, when I come back to the breath, or when I start reflecting internally, I know these are all pointers or signs that the still small voice has been here. Mm. But I don't actually oh. can't see. <laughs> Hopefully that all makes sense. Uh, I've been rambling. Oh, it so makes sense, uh, Justin, on so many levels. Because I think what you, what you started us off with is the redefinition of joy, because that's, that's really what um, conditioned mind does, right? It's all knowledge. It's not, they're all labels. They're little neat boxes. So if you see some, how do you know a black hole exists if you can't see it, right? Well, there's so, there's so many ways of knowing something within quotes. I mean, the, the black hole is defined by an absence of light. So you can't use light. If you use light to see something, you can't actually see something that absorbs light. So how do you know that a black hole is there? 
And it's so counterintuitive to the way we, we are taught how to perceive, right? And so that's what the still small voice is, that there's no, you, you can't hear it. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it doesn't fit any label in conditioned mind, but, but that does not mean it doesn't exist, that you don't experience it, that you don't feel its presence, that you can't define it through intuition. And for you, that place of, if I come back to the breath, if I'm counting, if I'm, uh, if I'm, if I'm here reflecting internally, some way by which that process of intuition or knowing or intelligencing that is life itself, that existence itself, is what is operating in the moment. I can't explain it. Conditioned mind probably will say that that's not the still small voice because it doesn't know what it is. And yet, the truth of my experience belies that lie. Exactly. And so, you know, without the assignments being worded precisely the way they worded, how do you get here to this mm. place of seeing that and experiencing that? Mm. Yeah, they're all thing. It's it's all about the finger pointing to the moon, right? Yeah. And 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 having that ability not to look at the finger but at the moon. <laughs> yeah. Which is the training? Which is the practice? Which is the showing up? Exactly. Which in itself is the magnificence of the process, right, uh, Justin? Because when we when we when we sit and listen to a documentary about a black hole, the wonder of it, the wealth of something like that exists that we can know its existence and know what it does, and all. I mean, it takes us to such a place of mystery, to the same mystery as how did I get here for this unbelievable uh, through whatever grace there is to have this experience of my life that I am so intimately connected to the mystery of the black hole and the mystery of that still small voice because it's the same operating mystery. Exactly. And that's why, and to come from it, you know, like come from a paradigm of no knowledge to apply to something that is beyond that, you know, like conditioned mind, you know, everything conditioned mind knows, the conditioned mind thinks that all, that's all there is to know. And if you come from that viewpoint, you're just not going to, you know, you, you're just not going to make, you, it just, it's, it's incongruent. You're not going to get there, you know. And, yes. and Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know if, that, that, if I communicated that. Well, but yes. it may... It, I, that, that was stated so beautifully. Let me, let me make sure I can reflect it as clearly as you stated, that everything that conditioned mind knows is knowledge. And if you come from, and everything that, is, that we're, we're knowing is beyond that. So if you come from that fixed knowledge base, you're never going to get there because it's incongruent. It's outside, the, the mystery is not knowable by knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to come from beyond it. So you're trapped if 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 you're trapped by conditioned knowing, because you have to step beyond conditioned knowing to know what's not possible to be known by conditioned knowing. <laughs> so yeah. it it is a paradox, and yeah. and that's what makes it so. Uh, I don't know. No words. No words arise for that, right? 
Exactly. For the wonder, maybe. Yes, the wonder. So thank you very much, Ashwini. Thank I'm you. Really thank loving you so much. The, uh, the year off. It's uh, just amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you Thanks for joining us, Justin. Another fabulous conversation, Ashwini. And oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, it's great. And I'm going to bring on our next caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Virginia. Hi, Ashwini. Hi, Michael. Hi, Virginia. Hi. Um, Wow, I'm just sitting here glowing from these amazing conversations tonight. (laughs) Me too, Virginia. Glowing is the word. Yeah. So I feel really appreciative, very grateful that I have this opportunity tonight to be facilitated and to um, be part of this, the conversation and the practice. And um, I wanted to just, I guess I just wanted to talk about, I, I, I saw something recently that I, that kind of goes back to something I was talking about about a month ago with this, <clears throat> with my fam- family and how I saw this thing passing down through the generations of mm-hmm. how people treat each other, how we treat each other. And, um, and I saw the condition pattern in me that keeps me from seeing what's true or what's really, really happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and now I didn't see it in relationship to my family. I saw it in another situation where, um, I will make it very concise, but I, um, I, I got I uh, during the pandemic I got a resentment against against the place that I sometimes do business with, and and so I got a resentment, held a grudge, and then found a different place to to work with. Let's say, and and because I was so focused on, I was I was identified with ego. Ego was very focused on the grudge or the resentment, and. And I, I, I missed something. I missed something which ended up costing me a, a fair amount of money. Um, but it was because I refused to, because it was, it was because I was so identified with this process of grudge holding and resentment. And so what I saw was how that pro, in that process, I, I don't see clearly well, I mean, I guess I'm talking about I'm so identified that I don't see clearly, and there's something to condition mind. There's something very engaging about grudge holding. You know, there's something very enticing about grudge holding. Um, it feels very juicy to be self-righteous, right? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, it does. It does. It's really, and, yeah, it's a, it fulfills all of that drama that. Uh, I'm right, and it's full of sensations, and and you're right that that level of uh, addiction to that yeah. uh, that keeps us there, and right. that and, and and you're so right, you know, Virginia. I mean, that it's just the definition of suffering is ignorance, the way that identi- such extreme identification that the only thing that exists is that very perspective yes. that I am I am embodying as the ego position. The yes. rest of the world ceases yes. to exist when I'm 
in that identification. So I don't see anything. Right. I mean, if you'd be knocking on on the the door with that loudly, I mean, significantly, whatever, but that identification blocks out everything. Yes, yes, that's very well. process is so important. It's not personal. I project that if we were in a crowded room and asked everyone to raise their hands about their their level of that identification, everybody would. It's it's what we do. We fight. We go to war because we're so identified with my position is the only and, and only right position. Right. Yes. Yes. My position is the only right position, and and truly, it, it is a true truly a barrier front or a block or a a veil over what's really happening and yes that is the the most accurate statement it's a complete block of how what's really happening how life is possible to oops oops ashwini are you there ashwini i can see you there there you are i'm here michael is my version of there yes 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 we're all here okay good Sorry, Virginia, I think I lost, I don't know at what point I lost you or you lost me, but I was just reiterating that when we're that identified, the rest of the world doesn't exist. Yes, 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 and yes, and so when I saw that as a process, I guess I, I, I also, by the way, at the end of it, at the tail end of it, after I paid the money, conditioning, of course, beat me up about the, <laughs> about the whole situation, but, but then I realized it's the same, it, because it was so obscuring my vision, it's the same situation that happens with my family, if, with me, with my family, mm-hmm. it, 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 so far as um, the, the, the resentment obscures my ability to see the situation clearly and to um, see, well, to, to see the oneness in me creates separation. And yeah. And, and it's not like I'm saying I want. I think I'll ever be close with certain people in my family, but but that is different than feeling separate and and resentful and judgmental. And oh, oh, please let me just stop you there to underline that, because if that's everything, right, Virginia? Because what we want to see is the process is the process, and the process of what the process does is obscure my ability to see the situation clearly, to be available for the still small voice, to, to be able yes. For, yes. for life to respond to the situation. Because what gets confused in conditioned mind is, well, if I've seen that process, I'll be this loving, happy human being that will be singing Kumbaya with everybody. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just simply that my seeing the process allows me to be a choice about what's compassionate for all and then come from that life place, whatever that life place is, because that life place includes not having to tolerate conditioning in me or in anybody else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and I'm not sure if I know exactly what that looks like, and I guess I don't have to because it's, it is being unfolded for me, it sounds like. And I, I did... I, In fact, yeah. you can't. Because I can't. Not, because at the moment will tell, in this moment it will be what it is, and the next moment the, it'll be what it is. Mm-hmm. But you're available for what it is rather than mm-hmm. being controlled into only 
being in that position of resentment or grudging. And I right. love the way you said it, the, 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 uh, that, that being identified is, one of separ- is a process of separation and missing the oneness. Mm-hmm. But being disidentified is being in the oneness, which is unconditional connection to the only thing we can be connected to, that we're never separate from, from which we can act out of love and connection mm-hmm even if that doesn't mean that we are coming together as conditioning would say is the only connection that's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, there's a lot in that. Um, yeah. That was a complicated a lot sentence. I was trying to follow my own thought process there, but <laughs> I think we got there. Yeah, I, I, I grokked what you said, and I will listen again. And, and I do want to say I'm really glad that you, you're, you're going on, along this track because I had this image of, I, I had an image of me just letting it go, like just letting the whole thing go and just letting it go because I, I see that I am holding on to the thing, like I'm holding on to the hot coal, so to speak, you know. I'm, I'm holding on. And I, I had an image of me letting it go, and I... I just for a few moments I could see how how it could be how it could just be light and I yeah anyway that's and and, yeah there's one other little short piece Ashwini which is mm, there's something here that maybe I can continue the conversation another time but there's something how there that like what you said at the beginning how the ego loves that self self righteousness it. And, mm-hmm. and it sort of tries to convince me of, it's sort of like it, it knows it will die if this lets, gets let go of. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I get identified with ego, so I feel like it's like, I feel the, oh, no, I'm going to die. But it's really the ego that's going to die. Okay, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's the fear, right? So if I, if I let go the resentment, then somehow I'm letting go identity. Right? Yes. Uh, th- and yes. that is true, I am. But, the, but whatever is being uh, held in place, right, whether it's freedom to be myself or have an opinion or take a stand or continue to care or whatever else is actually behind it is never lost. If you let go the ego, all you're doing is letting go the suffering. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then you have point. everything you need. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. so that that it's a very it's a very trustworthy intuition to know that it's the death of an ego position that feels awful because I'm identified with it. But what yeah. is it that I'm being told? I, uh, you know, you're you're letting go ego. But what is it that you're being told that you're going to lose, which is the reason ego uses in order to stay alive? Uh-huh. You're never yeah. letting go of that, right? Uh-huh. That's what uh-huh. that's what gets conflated. Yeah, what what it is that I'm being told I'm going to lose? That's how ego stays alive, stays has the foothold. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you, lose, if you don't get identified with resentment and hold on to this, then you're going to lose that. But the reframing right. of it is: if ego dies, all that. All that dies is the ego, but whatever is threatening that I'm going to lose is not something that it can take away from me. <laughs> okay, that's beautifully said. Thank you so much. Uh, what, okay. what, it, what it says it's going to take away 
is something it could never ever take away. Uh huh. And that's right. the, and you just yeah you just have to get to the truth of that right by uh-huh. by letting it die and seeing what you receive, which would uh-huh. be lightness and happiness, connection to yourself, being able to see the world as it is. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, thank you so much, Ashwini. Thank you. And let's do continue the conversation, Virginia. Oh, okay, that'd be great. Thanks, Ashwini. Okay. Thanks, Michael. You Good night. Care. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Virginia. I don't know how much how we get so much wisdom and clarity and fun and joy all into one hour, Ashwini. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's I don't know, Michael, but very <laughs> grateful that we do. Yes, yes. So thanks to you and thanks to Sangha and go happy. Go happy.